And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Game Notes, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Dave DeFore here with Tony Jones. And, you know, Tony, this is normally where I would joke around, but tonight kind of sucks. Um, we're recording yeah, this Sunday sucks. Sunday night. Uh, not only did the did the Jazz lose to the Timberwolves by 20, but uh, they might have lost Joe Ingles for a while. Um, if you haven't seen it, don't go watch it. Uh, I'm not a guy who likes to see injuries, and I always hate when they pop up. Uh, being shared, so don't go watch it. It's a knee injury. It's not pretty. Uh, it looked painful. And Tony, you were right there. Um, I don't know, man. What what was what was the reaction of, of the guys on the court around him when it happened? Well, we were we were you know basically if you know where you know the media sits in Minnesota, um, it's not far from the court. Uh, we're right by the Timberwolves bench. And, um, you know, so Joe was on the strong side of the court, which is, you know, just the court that was that was nearest to us. And he, he goes to take Jordan McLaughlin off the dribble. Uh, and as soon as he starts uh, to plant, uh, to, to power through and, and get to the get to the to the rim, his knee just buckled and gave way. And um, Joe goes to the ground and immediately starts grabbing his knee and immediately starts screaming. And um, you can see the Timberwolf Timberwolf players were distraught and uh, everybody from the Jazz just kind of uh, gathered around um, uh, Ingles, uh, including Donovan Mitchell. Uh, they brought the stretcher on, but, you know, Ingles... Um, couldn't put any pressure on his leg. Uh, he goes straight to the locker room. Um, it's it's bad. It was you know watching it live uh, in real time. You knew it was bad. Um, I did watch the replay. Uh, it's somehow even worse on replay. It's one of those replays you only want to watch once. And um, you because the thing that you knew was bad. Um, you know, even as they were limp, as as they were helping him to the locker room, his knee had already the swelling was already substantial at that point. And you're talking, you know, three minutes after the injury. So, you know, that that it's bad and the Jazz are not expecting good news. Um, he's had initial uh, examinations on the knee. He's, you know, officially going to get an MRI. Uh, on Monday morning in Salt Lake City, but we're expecting the MRI um, to come back, and, and you know Joe's gonna 
um, probably be out for an extended period of time. It, it was just a brutal injury uh, that ended, you know, a brutal month of January for the Jazz. Probably one of the most brutal months I've seen uh, the Jazz have in my years of, of, of covering them. I mean, the injuries that they've been dealing with the the last few weeks has, has been awful. I mean, this entire month has been really bad. And now to to throw Joe Ingles on top of all that, you know, especially when Donovan Mitchell's still in the concussion protocols, you've got Rudy with the, the calf injury, and this team is, you know, they've lost 11 of their last 13. I, you know, any injury like this is awful at any time, but this feels like just a little extra cruel, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, so, you know, in November and December, we knew that at some point, right, COVID would catch up with the Jazz. Like it was just going to happen. Every team was dealing with it. And you just knew that at some point, you know, it was just really going to catch up with the Jazz. So we knew that was going to happen. And in January, it predictably predictably happened. But, you know, when you add on the injuries on top of it, um, you know, Donovan Mitchell's miss now missed two weeks um, in concussion protocol. Um, He missed another couple of games. uh, I believe, was it this, was it like a sore back? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Hassan Whiteside, he missed a number of games in concussion protocol. Um, you know, Rudy Gobert, he strained his calf. The Jazz are going to to be um uh the the Jazz are gonna be careful with him. And he also missed games, you know, with with COVID protocol. Um uh, Ingles missed games with pro COVID protocol. I mean, it's just been you know, the context is is the Jazz haven't had their entire nine-man rotation in one game since Christmas night. Um, you know, so, I mean, they, we're, we're talking about a month and a, almost five weeks now. Yeah, and they started the season off without Rudy Gay also, and right? And they started so they, the season really, off without Rudy Gay. Yeah. yeah, they haven't had a lot of time to build continuity. And, and this team has been healthy the last few years has kind of been part of their success is that they have really been so healthy until obviously till the playoffs last year and things started to fall apart for them. I guess, you know, I hate to, to move on so fast, but you've got to look ahead because this is the NBA and they play a lot of games and they don't get a lot of time off. So, you know, where do they go from here? I'm assuming at this point, well, the, the immediate, you know, the, the immediate, the, sure. the, the immediate fallout is this probably puts Daniel House Jr. on the roster for the re- for the remainder of the season. Um, and he's out uh, by the way right now. He's in he's health and safety also protocols. Out with COVID pro- <laughs> I mean, pro- COVID health and safety protocols yeah. along with Clint Snyder now. Right, you couldn't make this um, up. So, you know, you are talking about you know somebody who's come in. He's played. He's now had three 10-day contracts. Um, he's played well enough that, you know, you look at him and he he should probably be a part of the rotation. Um, you know, so that probably puts Daniel House Jr. on the roster for, for the remainder of the season. Um, but you're also looking at, you know, maybe Elijah Hughes 
um, starts to, to get some time. Um, you know, I don't want to, you know, I'm, we talked about this off camera, so let's address it. You know, there's probably a trade deadline element to this, mm-hmm. but let's be sensitive. You know, I think me and you both were like, all right, let's be sensitive about this. And, you know, let's save that conversation for another day. Yeah. Um, I mean, we got to like, we'll, we'll have another show between now and the deadline. Right. I, I don't want right. to, I don't want to start saying, you know, start talking right. contract stuff when I got right. his knee out. You know, I mean, you, you, you know, you're looking at the, the biggest thing with Joe Ingles is he, he's, was just a monster presence in the locker room. And, you know, I mean, he's, he was always, you know, kind of like a teen comedian, you know, super sarcastic, super funny, um, and just a great leader. Like, you know, he, he was one of the guys that, you know, sat Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert down and was like, all right, you know, enough of this, enough of this shit. Let's piece this up. And, you know, and, and he's one of the guys that everybody just really respects. Um, you know, so I think that, um, you know, his locker room presence is, you know, as good as he has been on the floor, you know, his locker room presence is what's going to be missed most of all. I mean, and he's also a connector on the court as well like they're gonna miss that that having that guy who can be out there as a third pick and roll guy coming off the side i mean there's gonna be basketball implications as well like i don't want to overlook that because uh you know it was a major part of your piece is that they are, are for sure gonna miss him as a locker room guy but they don't really i mean it, i don't know if daniel house is gonna be the guy that joe ingles has been for them you know a steadying force and the guy who can you know he's gonna hit 40 percent of his threes and get him up at the rate that he does. So, you know, it's going to be tough shoes to fill for anybody. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at least they've got that guy right there on the roster already. Uh, let's talk about Donovan Mitchell. A- any kind of update on Donovan Mitchell as of Sunday night? Well, you know, as of Sunday night, he, you know, he hasn't um, passed the protocol. And, you know, and that's basically what it is. I mean, he, until he is 100%, you know, out of the, the, the protocol and, you know, in, until he passes all of the, the tests that are required to get out of the protocol, I mean, he's going to be out. Now, he's in good spirits. He was at shoot around this morning. Um, he was, um, you know, he, he's he's fine. You know, he's he's just uh, trying to, to, to get out of protocol. And, you know, obviously it's been two weeks and, you know, the you know, this is a seven game gauntlet for the jazz and the jazz have gone zero and five, uh, in that gauntlet. Um, but when you don't have Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, it's, it's, it's going to be tough to win, you know, cause that those five games, you know, it's golden state, Phoenix, Phoenix, Men- Memphis, and Minnesota. <laughs> and so, yeah. I mean, it, you know, and, and four of those games were on the road. So, you know, it's, it was something that, um, it was something, uh, that, um, you know, the jazz, you know, needed to be a hundred percent healthy, uh, in order to, to, to be successful against they weren't that's life. So, you know, they just have to figure out a way to, 
to to get healthy and um and and to to kind of figure out a way to try to move past this. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and Cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Yeah, I mean, not a lot of teams in the league, Tony, can lose their two best players. And win games. Two all, just not, two all NBA talents. The Clippers are the only team in the league that can do that. That's it. And I still yeah, haven't figured the that Clippers out. Clippers are twenty six and twenty six. Yeah. And but but again though they they're scrappy. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't figured it out. I, I'm not sure what it is that they do uh, with the Clippers because it's not just you can't even just say it's Ty Lue because they did it for Doc Rivers too. Pretty pretty. Yeah. There's something going on. I don't know what it is. Um, but those guys somehow figure it out. Uh, I don't know. Do you think that this is going to – do you think that this recent stretch changes their impetus uh, going into the deadline? You know, Do you think that they're going to be more likely to kind of push for something at the deadline given this slide? I mean, it has been – I will say that while you can throw out the results and you can say losing 11 of 13 without you know, two of your best players for most of those, uh, okay, you can throw that away. But it has exposed a lot of warts. I mean, you really see how overly important those two guys are to their success and and that maybe they do need some more help on the margins, right? Yeah, but, you know, my thing is, you know, so I I fully think that, you know, if the Jazz figure out a move that they like, they're going to pull the trigger on it. I mean, we're talking about Danny Ainge here. You know, Danny Ainge has never been afraid to pull a trigger on a move, um, in you know, in his in his life. So, um, you know, I I think if if that happens, um, and the Jazz, you know, think that that's a move that'll make them better, they'll make that move. So, uh, but the you know the second thing is, you know, I agree somewhat that yeah, you know, I mean, without those two you know, you're going to, to really struggle, but okay. You know, take Chris Paul and Devin Booker off of Phoenix. What do you have? Take, you know, Stephen yeah. Curry and, 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 um, Clay Thompson away from steps, take Stephen Curry and Draymond Green away from Golden State. What are you going to get? Yeah. They you struggle. know, take Murray and Jokic away from Denver. What are you going to get? You know, take Luca and Porzingis away from Dallas. What are you going to get? So, you know, if you take 
you know, Donovan Mitchell and, and Rudy Gobert away from uh, the Utah Jazz, you know, the Jazz are going to struggle, especially against the schedule that they've, they've been playing. Um, you know, I do think before tonight that, you know, they had been playing a little bit better. Um, you know, obviously tonight, you know, or Sunday night, you can't really fault them, fault them uh, one bit because, you know, those guys, their minds weren't uh, collectively on basketball. Um, you know, it, so, you know, the, the thing is, you know, um, you know, try to get one back and then, you, you know, you try to get the other back and you just try to 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 kind of go from there and, 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 and figure some things out from there. You know, of all the nights for them not to have their coach, right? Yeah. This would be the one. And, and you know, there's just – it's – I don't know. This is – as a coach, I'll tell you that when bad stuff happens, you know, this is kind of where you really have earned your money, right? You've built right. up the relationships with these guys and you can, you know, you can pull them up when, when things get down. And not having that guy who Quinn Snyder has been for this team, uh, not having him there was, was – for sure. I, as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, well, that 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 game is probably done. And it help, It doesn't help that uh, Minnesota is pretty good now. Like, they're actually playing really good basketball. Um, so, you know, it's not like they lost to an awful team. They, they lost to a decent team. So, uh, I guess you hang your hat on that, but you got, <laughs> get your tail kicked still. Uh, well, Tony, with the team the way it is, as currently constructed, no Donovan Mitchell, no Rudy Gobert, I mean – what could they be doing better? Is there is there anything given the players that they have? Uh, you know, who isn't maximizing themselves? Uh, I mean, we could say Hassan Whiteside, but I feel like I've been saying that as long as I've been covering the NBA. So that would just be repeating myself over and over and over again. But who, aside from Hassan Whiteside, could could be playing better uh, that isn't hitting their their peak potential? So. I'm going to say this right now. Like, if you're playing white side 30 minutes a night, it's just going to be tough. Because yeah, you're toast. He's just not. How do I say this? Like, he's just not emitting a lot of effort. Right he's not now. a winning basketball player. That That's the way we put it, Tony. Not a winning basketball and, player. Um, You know, and it, and it kind of sucks because white side was really good at the beginning of the season. And now it's just, yeah, you know, this is, this is what it's devolved into. But, you know, the second thing I think is that, you know, I think that guys are playing up a level and that's really rough. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when the Jazz are playing Phoenix, you know, Mikel Bridges is guarding Mike Conley, right? And, you know, that takes... That that makes Mike have to do a lot more to get to where to 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 get to where he normally gets when you know Mikel Bridges usually guards Donovan Mitchell. And then you have, you know, somebody else on Mike Conley, where Mike where Mike is probably a better player and can get to where he needs to go. Um, you know, you now all of a sudden Jordan Clarkson is the guy that's taking the second most shots when you probably want him to be the guy that's the fourth, fourth option, or, you know, you're, 
you get stuck with, you know, because, you know, you're down the road, the rotations jacked up, you're stuck with the lineup with no scores on the floor, you know, so it's, it's a real domino effect that, you know, it's just so hard to make up for it. And, and, you know, the thing is that the jazz could tread water without Donovan Mitchell because Rudy Gobert is so good defensively that he kind of sets a floor for you. But then when you take away Mitchell, so you take away, you know, the real scoring pop and, and you're taking away Gobert, who is so vital to what you do on both sides of the floor, then this is what you're, you're getting. You're getting a jazz team that right now can't stop anybody and, and right now can't score the way they, the way it normally does. Um, Maybe you they know, should so just I, be I, cycling fun 10-day guys through, you know? Yeah, but now you have Daniel House, and, you know, it's fun to cycle 10-day guys through, but, yeah, you're not letting go of Daniel House because – Right, you got to keep know, him on the roster now. Yeah. You'd be a fool to let him go. And if you let him – like, if you let Daniel House go right now, uh, he'll get a job in 10 minutes. You know, so – you know, so you, you, you kind of can't really cycle 10 day guys through. They want to keep that 15th spot open um, mm-hmm. because they want to be flexible for the deadline. So you can't really do that. You got a two-way spot open. So maybe you can do something there. Um, but they really like Malik Fitz. So, you know, maybe they're holding that two, two-way spot open for Fitz to get healthy again. It's just a lot of stuff going on with the roster right now. So. And now, you know, if if this if if Ingles MRI uh, comes back, you know, and and says what um, what we think it's going to say, then they're going to have to deal with that as well. Yeah. Well, it's going to be rough. Uh, uh, I'm sure. Well, hopefully, everybody gets back and and can get in the lineup, and we can start talking about the actual basketball instead of you know the injury stuff. Uh, next week we'll do a little bit of like a trade deadline primer and we'll, we'll try to set the table a little bit this year, Tony, I don't know if the people that you talk to are, are giving you the same info as, as the folks I talked to, nobody can pin this down. I, I could talk to five different people. I get five different answers on what the deadline is going to look like because the plan has changed the calculus so much. Slow, you know? slow, slow market. Yeah, you now have so many teams that are in it that are willing to just ride it out with what they've got that it's pretty unpredictable. So, I mean, Oklahoma well, City kind of owns everything, I, I, I think. I think at the end of the day, you're going to see a market that you're, you're going to – between February 7th and 10th, you're going to see some stuff get done. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we'll be back next week uh, with another episode of Game Notes right here on the Athletic Podcast Network.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.